including the enforcement of the will of God, including the manifestation of the word we speak. And then we went into what is uh, the, the promise, the key of the promise of, uh, of the Holy Spirit by Joel chapter 228, when he says that, and you know, afterward the Lord will pour his spirit upon all, all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. And the concern of the Holy Spirit right now is that sons and daughters are supposed to prophesy. Why? Because First Corinthians chapter 14, if you read from verse 4 and 5, prophecy is to build up the church. And then in verse 12, it says that we should try to excel in the gift that build up the church. It went further to say that we can all prophesy. We can all, uh, I, I wish that all of you would speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. And then he went further in 22 to say that we cannot prophesy one after the other. So we recognize that prophecy is key to the heart of the Holy Spirit because prophecy is Holy Spirit speaking to us. That is prophecy. And I want to say this to you. You have always, you all have, in your prayers, you have hit the nail on the, on the head. On the issue, what a believer should do to be able to operate the gift of the Spirit, to be able to operate, you know, into the realm of the Spirit, to be able to see angels and stuff like that. And we all will recognize that from the book we are reading in the book of Kings that we finished now, and then the book of Acts and Corinthians that we read, we all have agreed that our heart and mind is, is, you know, crucial. That our heart and mind put aside the earthly things, which is the detraction that Satan, you know, you know, uses against us. And also recognizing that Satan will detract your mind either by spirits whispering into your, into your mind, and it can detract your mind by sending people who will speak you know, things to you which is not in line with the written word of God, and they are so subtle that they will make you feel from compassion, they will introduce to you, you know, a, a thing that will derail you gradually and gradually. And we have others who will just be blunt and come and invite you into their sinful ways, you know. And um, we understand also that the devil uses television, he uses social media, he uses uh, billboards on the road and various things to try to attack the mind of every human being. But to Christians, what happened to us is that if we allow those things, if we focus on those things and we dwell on them, a residue is deposited in our heart. And when our heart is full of garbage, our mind is controlled by garbage. And that is the reason why many believers have not been able to see visions as they should, neither have they been able to enter into the gift of prophecy as we should. But yesterday, how would we look at various instances when, uh, you know, the, the uh, angels appeared? We looked at the book of well, the life of Christ, beginning in the New Testament, beginning from the appearance of angels in Luke chapter 1 to uh, Zechariah, you know, the father of John, who brought in the fourth dimension after about 400 years that no prophecy, you know, came, no angel appeared in the calendar of man. It's just like our time that the angels are rare. Only few people on earth encountered them. Now, so, then this time came, the angel Gabriel came, and then the next thing that appeared to Mary, and the announcement of Christ was, was, was uh, given. We also looked at the fact that when angels spoke to, the, to Mary, and the husband disagreed, because he cannot comprehend it, the angel went to the husband as well. And I told you, when God gave vision to you, a revelation to you, a prophecy to you, if your spouse did not agree, it doesn't matter. You just keep praying that, Lord, you who appeared unto me, do so. 
to my spouse. The same thing with Manoah, I suppose, that the angel appeared to the woman, and the woman said, my husband, also when I told my the husband, my said, I wish the angel appeared to me also, the angel came back again and appeared to him. Now, we didn't have time to look into all the angelic visitations in the Old Testament, but this one is just to summarize where the journey we have gone through so far. And we understand the, the, the principle of God revealing to man. He will not reveal to a family to cause confusion. God never, because you are read in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 14, in, in your verse 4 and 5, where it says that prophecy is to build up, encourage, and establish. So prophecy does not make you afraid. Prophecy does not make you terrified. It does not make you confused. And you can begin to know when people say they are giving prophecy or somebody is prophesying or somebody is saying a prophet and is speaking, you can tell if his word did not encourage, did not build up, and it did not establish you, then it's not of God. And I think that we have come to know Jesus more and that the, the prophecy that you receive and I receive from the Holy Spirit is the heart of Jesus to you. Because Jesus said it in John 16, we read it from verse 12, that Jesus said, I have much to say to you, but you know, it's, it, you cannot bear. But when the Holy Spirit will come, from verse 14, he now said, he will take from what is mine and give to you. So, we know therefore, and you can, you can stand anywhere under heaven. If anybody, you know, says that he received a word from God to you, if that word does not build you up, it does not encourage you, it does not establish you, you can tell that person, regardless of the title the person may bear under heaven, don't respect title of man. Don't respect the claim of people. Don't respect whether they have prophesied before and it came to pass. Because some people prophesied before and then within that before and now they have derailed. You don't know it. But how do you know a man who is from God? The man who is from God or prophecy that is from God is a prophecy that will establish you, that it will edify you and it will build you up. You know, so, as we read it in chapter 14, verse 3 of 1 Corinthians, so that you can now test, even if you hear something in your spirit, and you think that, is it God, is it not God? This is the ground to test it. Uh, chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians, verse 3. Does it strengthen you? Does it encourage you? Does it comfort you? King James Version says, does it edify you? Does it exhort you? And does it comfort you? So if those thoughts do not, does not fall into these three categories, you cannot cast down every vain imagination according to the book of 1 Peter. Casting down every vain imagination so that you do not give people prophecy that is not from God. So that what you say to people will be in line with the will of God. Another thing that I want you never to forget is this. We looked at the reason why how angels can be put into action when I begin to look into the ministry of angels with you. And there are some things I said to you that you must never forget. In the book of Psalm 103, alright? Psalm 103, not your angels. Let me just get that for you because they, they, they go all together. Psalm 103 verse 20 to 21. I said, it, it tells us, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, you his angels, who you mighty ones who obey is number one his bidding who obey his word number two and number three who uh, praise the lord you heavenly hosts you his servants who obey his will so i now help you understand that three branches of prophetic prophetic declaration which is you speaking not god now you are speaking as a child of god and that's what you see in the book of uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter 17, when Elijah said, As the Lord lives, whom I serve, 
and the prince of whom I stand. There shall be no dual reign. He made a declaration, not because God told him to do so. Now, but we recognize that God made it happen. And I help you to understand that whenever anybody speaks a word, the angels of God act on it. If that word is the bidding of God, one, or is the word from God, two, or is in line with the will of God. Because angels obey the biddings of God, number one, they obey the word that comes from God, and then they obey the will of God. And I told you, you cannot call an angel and send him an errand. That, they are not errand boys. They are co-ministers. You read in the revelations again, and again, the angel appeared and said, I'm a fellow minister. Don't worship me. I'm a fellow minister. We are, you know, co-ministers. And I help you to understand this, therefore. If anything is not the bidding of God, God uh, angels will not obey it. Anything that is contrary to the bidding of God, angels will not accept it. The bidding means ordering or request of God. If it is not in line with what God requests, they will not do it. Now, so, and if it is not in line with the will of God, they will not do it. So, you have prophetic declaration, which you can do if you don't have utterance. Second thing is prophetic utterance. That is, when Holy Ghost come upon you and the word of the Lord come to you. You know, in the Old Testament, it says, the word of the Lord came to me. What he's saying is that this is prophetic that is coming by utterance and unction. In other words, the prophet does not have control over how it came and how it should be delivered. And that is where the Holy Spirit comes upon a man and he will speak as of God. And God opens his mouth like a loudspeaker and begins to speak. That is the word of the Lord. So when you hear in the Old Testament, and the word of the Lord came to me, understand. And when in the New Testament, it still comes to us by the Spirit of God coming upon us and giving us utterances that we do not know, we cannot control, neither can we determine. We cannot moderate it as it's coming, it's flowing out of us. And But however, it must be in line with comforting, edifying, and building up. Alright? So, that is the Word of God. But the beatings of God, when you feel something is not right, which means that what God ordains is different from what is on ground. And you speak against what is on ground, and you speak into what should be. That is the bidding of God. And angels will obey and make it happen. Or if the Bible says something and another thing is being manifested or being, being, being pursued. And you take your stand and begin to declare a word of faith in line with the will of God. God will. Angels of God will run towards that and make it happen. Because anything that is the bidding of God. Which means that it comes from God. Which is in line with what God's intentions is. They will do it. Anything that comes from God, the word of God himself, they will do it. And anything that is in line with the will of God, they will do it. However, I showed you from the book of Romans chapter 12 also, that when you speak, it says he that prophesied should prophesy in proportion of faith. Let me look at that for you again. Romans chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, they are the same. If you go to verse 4, and it says, just as each of us has one body and with many parts, and these members do not have the same function. So is Christ in Christ. We who are many form one body, and each member belongs to one another. He says we have different kinds of gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him prophesy, uh, use it in proportion of his faith. Now, that is verse 6. Now, you understand from that scripture that, for when you receive the gift of prophecy, 
or when you speak prophetic declaration that is somebody speaking on behalf of God what should be or you speak in line with word of faith which is the obedience of God now your faith has a role to play because some people say that I've been confessing the word of God I didn't see manifestation it's because your faith I understand that faith comes by word by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God so your faith measure is according to the knowledge of the word of God that you have so if you don't have the true knowledge of the word of God you may be confessing the word of God again and again every day it will amount to nothing because the word of God that can carry power is the word that is spoken as in the mouth of God and when God speaks he cannot doubt so a man who will speak the word on the behalf of God must be a man who has disciplined himself in faith of God that when he makes declaration he has no doubt there is no room for doubting in him and so he will make it in line with the word of God stand by it and angels will move so if you have been having problem with confession 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 that does not come from a solid faith is just profession and that's the reason why those things don't come to pass now God will have me help you know this that how would we look at this we now began to recognize the role of angels the active role of angels all right, in our daily life, and we looked at the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14 that says, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who inherit salvation? So they are in your, at your disposal. And I told you that you have been seeing them on your dreams, everybody. But you didn't recognize they are the one. And you have been seeing the work of angels. Sometimes, you know when somebody, a Christian is driving and there is a narrow missing accident, angels are the one working. Or you wanted to take a vehicle and you felt so reluctant. By the time you got to the vehicle, you know, the vehicle has moved. You said no more space. And that vehicle, when you took another vehicle, you got to the road, you discovered that the vehicle had an accident. Because an angel hindered you. Alright? You wouldn't know why you are, what you are doing, that you are delaying yourself. And then you say, why have I been delayed? You cannot tell. An angel is operating to help make sure that the, the, your route is protected. And that you do not enter into... You know, sometimes a vehicle mark for, for judgment or you don't walk into the, the timing that God has ordained that judgment will pass in a place so that you escape it. Even the same thing with this COVID-19. You know, during this COVID-19, you can see the work of angels. God told us it's going, it, the plague is coming. It is by angels. And then he uh, promised that he will protect us. And we can see throughout this plague we are protected. Some of us, a number of us, are frontline workers who were exposed to COVID, people who had COVID and stuff like that. But however, we did not contact it. And those who contacted among us three, we prayed and the angels of God went to the intensive world, got them out of the intensive world. Wherever you see healing, there is angel. Wherever you see prosperity, there is angel. Wherever you see manifestation of the beings of God, there is angel. Every word of God that is spoken promises, it takes the angel of God or the angel of the Lord to bring it to pass. The psalm says, the angel of the Lord encamp round those who fear him to protect them. However, tonight, I want to take you into angels and destiny. That's why I'm telling you all this. And you need to have the knowledge of all these for us to be able to understand briefly about angels and destiny. Now, you recognize that Romans chapter, chapter, chapter 12 verse 6 says, you, you prophesy according to proportion of your faith. And in the book of Hebrew, it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the, by the word of God. So it means that the knowledge of God in a Christian is the major factor, determining factor that, that, that um, is responsible for the kind of faith, which is the kind of authority by which you speak. 
Because the word of God that turns to faith must first turn you around into godliness before it can now speak out of you as faith. Faith and foolishness, they look alike. A foolish man will speak a word that looks like faith. However, the word is non grata. It will have no effect. It will gather no water because it does not mix with believe in him. A word that has not changed you cannot change anything around you. But the one who says in the presence of God, when Elijah will speak, he said, he, he said, as the, God, as the Lord, the God of heaven lives, whom I serve, or in the presence of whom I stand. And when Peter was speaking again yesterday, we saw that in the book of Acts, when they were to have shipwreck, Peter said, the Lord God of whom I am and whom I serve. So you cannot have a man of faith that does not truly serve God. So all this time, this week, God has been working on your heart and mind to truly serve him. And yesterday, the Lord, you know, gave us the scripture that wraps it up. John chapter 7 verse 38. It says, and this solved the questions of many Christians. Why is it that God answered this one? He didn't answer me. Why is it that I speak? It doesn't happen. And the one who speaks and happen, they will say, oh, he has a special anointing. He doesn't have special anointing. No, no scripture says that. And that's the reason why other Christians do not manifest. Because they don't know what the Bible says. What does the Bible say? John 7, 38. Jesus said, Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said. It didn't say, as the scripture will say. Streams of living water will flow through him. Within him. Which is the Holy Spirit. Now, the problem of believers is that many Christians... They, they only know the God they read in the books of men. And I spoke a lot about that yesterday. That when you read books, it's good. But book, book is good for knowledge. But the books you read, people who wrote the book, do they encounter what they are writing? The book about God, you can't write it without encounters of it. Because if you do, there is a part of you you cannot explain until you have encountered it. So to be writing a book is not just to wake up and begin to write because I want to make money. No, 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 no. no. You must be able to give your life encounters, experiences in what you are telling others to read. And if you read scripture, books of people who is not life experience and they, have not, they are not the true representation of what Jesus said, no wonder the streams is not flowing. Because for the stream to flow, Jesus said you must believe in him as the scripture has said. And which is also what I said to you about faith. Faith manifests when you have a true representation of what God has written. And you know it that it is God who said it. It does not matter who don't believe in it. Then you speak by it. That is faith. And no way if you speak in faith angels will rush to manifest it. Now let us now look at God himself and destiny. In the book of Isaiah 14, verse 24 to 27, it says, The Lord Almighty has sworn, Surely as I plan, it shall be, and as I purpose, it will stand. We have gone through this scripture again and again for the past three months, again and again. This scripture tells you and I that God has a plan, or he has plans and a purpose, for every one of us. 
Somebody who did not really, when you are not in the meeting, or maybe if you are listening to me and you have forgotten, that's the reason why in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1, in verse 5, God said to Jeremiah, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You, before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as prophet over the nation. So, if God knew you and I before we were formed in the mother's womb, no wonder he had put in us when he created our spirit and put in this body and he created our kind of mind that will control our behavior and heart. God had done that in line with what he foreknew about you, which is his appointment over your life and his purpose. Before you were born, I set you apart. That is a purpose. I set you for a purpose. And I appointed you. That is a calling. What about those who did not accept Jesus Christ? They will never fulfill that appointment. What about those who accept Jesus Christ, but they do not accept Jesus? They don't know Jesus as the Bible has said. They will be walking around the purpose and never fulfill the appointment and never fulfill it. They are the one who will say that I've been fasting and praying. I didn't see a vision. Why? Who told you that fasting and prayer is what makes people see vision? Have you heard that in my teaching? Have you heard that in record? I have you to understand. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in the holy place? Who will be in the corner of God where visions are given? Those who have pure heart and clean hands first. Who do not lay their hands on what is false? Vain things. King James call it. Alright? Okay, those are people who seek God. So if they fast, it is acceptable. If they pray, it is acceptable. And this is where God wants everybody to be. So that your fasting and prayer will be acceptable. What about if you do not? Then you may fast for many, many days for mercy before you obtain mercy. You may pray for many, many days for mercy before you obtain mercy. What scripture tells you that? Second Chronicles chapter 20. When Jehoshaphat was besieged by war, one day fasting, morning by evening, God answered. So if you are a Christian, you are fasting for 40 days and you did not hear, you did not see. Something is wrong with your heart and mind. Drop your fasting and seek God. Destroy the flesh in you and saturate your mind with God so that every day you are seeking God, you know, all the time. And of course, a God seeker, you know, does not engage himself with all these worldly things. Somebody offend me here. Somebody abuse me here. Somebody curse me here. Somebody deprive me here. Let them deprive you. Let them abuse you. Let them curse you. That is what you have to educate your mind. So therefore, if we look at this then, Jeremiah said, God had preordained us before we were, we were born. And he predestined us. And if you look at uh, Jeremiah, uh, towards the end of Jeremiah 29, 11, he said, for I know the plans I have towards you. God's plan is the best for you. So, having God has a plan and purpose for us, I want us to look at verse 25 of that 14th of Isaiah. Verse 25 says, I will cross the Assyrian in my land. On my mountain, I will trample him down. Now, every one of you in CFT can understand that the Assyrian were the one who brought an end to the life of Israel. As Babylonian put an end to the life and existence of Judah. And you understand that the whole kings of Israel, all of them were following the sin of Jeroboam, doing evil to evil. They are plotting evil and breathing evil to the extent that they introduced their evil to Judah and it went down line to the place where Judah too has to go to imprisonment and 
Hezekiah, who was the last king of Judah, had to be, his hands had to be gushed out. Manasseh, who was the king of Judah, had to go and burn his own child or sacrifice. All this came from the influence of Jezebel into, into Judah. We have just read all that. Next week we are going to be looking really at that. Very detailed. So, you understand and agree with me there, Paul. Assyrians were the one who was raised up to, to stop the purpose for which God raised Israel and the destiny of Israel. That's why God said that my purpose will stand and my plan shall be. And he says, for that to be, I will destroy Assyrian in my land or my mountain, I will trample him down. His yoke will be taken from my people and his body re removed from their shoulder. This is the plan this is the plan determined for the whole world. This is the hand stretched out by over the nations, all the nations. For the Lord Almighty has purpose, and who can thwart them? His hand is stretched out. Who can turn it back? Tomorrow, the Lord told me that we should do anointing service. And I'm announcing that to you now, stretched among your brethren. It will be anointing service. When we come in in the evening tomorrow at 7, get a bottle of oil, everybody. And the Lord told me to do something in regards to destiny. By the Holy Spirit tomorrow. No preaching tomorrow is going to be prophetic right through tomorrow. I will together now. It's not just prophetic for me, you will catch the fire too. We are ending this meeting tomorrow night by operating in the river, the river of prophetic. And you will understand when I begin to move in that prophetic about what the Holy Spirit revealed concerning Assyrians and how God will destroy. But when God promised I will destroy Assyrians, I will do this, I will destroy your enemy, I will take them out. I want to show you through angels how God does. God uses angels to fulfill destiny. Look at, we're going to look at just one major case tonight before I stop. In the book of Genesis chapter 15, I put that on that side to the God's, God promised Abraham. Alright, Genesis 15, 13 to 14. He says, then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in the country not their own, and they will, they will be enslaved and mistreated 400 years. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterwards they will come out with great possession. Now I want us to look at the promise here. The fourth thing God said to, to Abraham is this. Look, this place you are, your descendants, they will be strangers in the land of no. They fall, they promised, you know the promise God gave to Abraham, he took him to the promised land and said, the whole of this land I will give you. And there was famine, he ran to Egypt in chapter 12 of Genesis. Okay, so having run to Egypt, then God began to speak to him, eventually brought him out of Egypt and told him that, you see all this land I gave you, is occupied. But uh, your children will serve as strangers in this country. And then the second thing, the nation this nation will enslave them, Egypt, for 400 years. And then he said, but I will punish the nation. So, for God to bring his promise to be, he must go through tests of time by man and by demons. But God here is saying, that things will happen along your, the line of your lineage. All these things will happen. Some of them are caused by them. Some of them is the devil that will manipulate them. However, I will not punish that nation. Alright? That will hold them captive. And then, afterwards, they will gain their possession. 
So, for God to punish a nation that enslaved God's people, he uses angels. For God to bring judgment against your adversaries, he uses angels. For God to lead you into your possession, your destiny, he uses angels. So, now, let us see how God fulfilled this promise. We all know the story very shortly, how Joseph was sold out by his brothers, and how he became the, the most powerful man after Pharaoh in Egypt, and how Joseph was, you know, almost worshipped in Egypt, until Joseph, the, the family went to join Joseph, and then Joseph eventually died, and then the king of Israel in Goshen began to spread all over, and how they came to a place whereby, you know, Moses was born, because it's time for, you know, before the time Moses was born, that they were, they, another Pharaoh came, who does not know, you know, the, the, about Joseph. And he began to impoverish them. He began to make them a slave. As God has said in the book of Genesis chapter 15, 13 to 14. And he became a slave in the foreign land. And how the time came for them to be free. And God, you know, Moses was given back to. And Satan rose up as he did in time of Jesus Christ to wipe off all children born by that time. And they were killing all children within that age. And how God arranged Moses to be put in the night. So that the, the, the queen, uh, the, the uh, princess of Egypt, picked him up and raised him in the house of Pharaoh who wanted to kill him. This is destiny as his own child. You will discover that in all this operation, angels were moving. They were the one arranging everything. And I will show you verbatim in the scriptures today. The role of angels. And not all angels ministers present to serve those who have salvation. They are the one working behind it. But, you know, silently, until the Bible now reveals that it is the angel that is doing it. So, however, when Moses was born, I read from chapter 3, verse 1 to verse 4. Now Moses was tending his flock. That is, he had been born, he had been grown in, in, in Egypt, and then he killed an Egyptian because of a Jew. And the, 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 that mother sent him out of packing in Egypt. How he went and he met Jethro in Midian and then he married the Midianite, you know, the wife. So, the Bible says that he was standing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb. Watch this. The mountain of God. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire. It did not burn up. Mm -hmm. Who is this angel? I will show you at the end of their journey. So Moses thought, I will go over and see the strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here am I. Here I am. Now, two things I want you not to forget here. The Bible says that, you know, the angel of the Lord appeared to him. So, how did he go to Horeb? How did Moses get up to go to Mount Horeb that day? Because the Holy Spirit commanded the obedience of God and the angel directed him there. As you will see in the book of uh, Acts chapter 8, you read from verse 25, the angel directed uh, Philip to go into a particular place. But in this case, that angel did not reveal himself when he directed Moses. How did I know that? Because the Bible says that there, when he got to Horeb, 
the angel of the Lord appeared. So it is when he got to Oreb, the angel appeared to him. But if you look at this angel, he appeared in flaming fire. Isn't it? When they were leaving Egypt, what was the what was leading them in the night? Pillar of fire. Pillar of fire. Mark that. This angel is the angel of destiny. And I will show you at the end, we will see that the Bible says that that angel is a pillar of fire. He appeared as fire. And then you will see the second person who spoke here is the Lord. So you see the angel and the Lord in this story. When the Lord saw that he has come, then God called to him. And if you look at in, uh, in uh, towards the end in chapter 14, you will see that the pillar of cloud will lead them in the day and the pillar of fire will lead them in the night. Keep it in your mind. We shouldn't get there in about 5-10 minutes. This is the angel of the Lord. Okay. Exodus chapter 3 verse 6 to 10. After I said, here am I. He says, then he said, I am the God of your father. The God of Abraham. Hallelujah. The God of Isaac. Amen. And the God of Jacob. I love it. I love it. I never lay claims on these people like this time ever in my life. When I read the book of Galatians again and again, I say, oh my God. Come on now. When we talk about Abraham, I shouldn't be talking about Abraham as the God of Israel. He's my, I mean, the father of Israel. He is my father too. He is my father too. And things have shifted since I got that knowledge deeper now. I know it before. Abraham blessing my mind is different. But now I know it like I more than I know I knew it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So then he said, I am the God of Abraham and Jacob. Then he said, at this, Moses hid his face. Amen. Because he was afraid to look at God. He had looked at him already. <laughs> he saw him, but he was looking at him because he didn't know what he was. But when God revealed himself, ah! <laughs> because he knew that they have said to them that if you see the face of God, you die. <laughs> so he hid his face. I had an encounter one of the days that the Lord took me to heaven, and I've shared that with you again and again. This is real, I tell you, what you have read here, and I can identify with it. The Lord took me to heaven after I've been to heaven a number of times. But at this time, I was in the presence of a man. And that man has beers. And that man, you know, picked me up with a small finger. He took me to the, to the river with me in the river. And I was deep under the river. Water was going into my nose, but I was breathing. And I was speaking. There was no bubble. All right. And then after washing me, he now brought me out. And he took me to a forest. He caught a tree. And he did a, a, a chair, like a royal chair, with the same finger. He didn't use any other support. Just one finger was doing everything. And then he took me to a room where he sold the robes. And then another place where he saw, he, he made a crown. Massive crown. And then he now put the robe on me with this finger. He didn't use any other part of his body. This finger was doing everything. And he put the, 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 uh, the uh, crown on my head. And he lifted me up and put me in his palm. Alright. And when he put me in his palm, and then he lifted me to his beard. And I was very close to his head. And he was saying to me, say after me, I've lifted you up above all your enemies. And there is nothing of them that will ever touch you. And I repeated it, and I repeated it, and I repeated it. I was like a baby. You know, when you have a small baby and uh, the mother is watching the baby and stuff. But amazingly, it's just this finger he was going to do everything. And then, without struggle. And then I said, let me see the face of he that is talking to me. As I looked up, I found out that the bottom of his hand, this line in his hand, the center line, became, it was rising like a mountain. It was right, and I said, Lord, I can't see your face. I thought I was in the, in the presence of the Lord Jesus because I've been used to going to see him. And I said, I can't see your face. And he spoke, and he said, no man sees my face and lives. And when he says that, his voice 
was a trembling voice into my soul. And fear caught me. I said, ah, I'm in the presence of the Father. And as I said that, I dropped from a height. I hit my body on the, on, the, on the bed. And I woke up. All my body sweating. And I, I still had the fear when I woke up. So when Moses said here that he was afraid, I know what has happened to him. When God reveals himself to you and he, he, he reveals, if he's standing before you, you don't know him, nothing. But when he reveals himself, a, a, a great fear, more than terror, will hit you straight away. Do you understand me? And after some time, after that fear, the fear turned into joy. That, oh my, what a honor. What a privilege, oh king of heaven, that I could see you. I could be in your presence. Look, let me tell you something. There is nothing in this world that Satan can use to take Apostle Williams. Forget it! <laughs> I died when I was in his hand. And he himself carried me and said, he had lifted me above, above all my enemies. I don't care how many enemies around me. And I don't care what is in where I'm going. I will enter anywhere. Because he told me that. That my death is not in the hands of enemy anymore. Listen to me. I was not a minister at the time. I was a church member. But I love God and I observe the hours of prayer. And I don't care what men do against me when I was growing too. My mind is saturated with wanting to see Jesus to the place you are by. When people offend me, I don't even see it as offense. This is what I want you to become. All of you that listen to me. This is what I want. God is real, man. He's real. But you have to be real for you to see the real God. He says here, then he said, I am the God of Abraham. At this Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Verse 7, I'm reading Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. The Lord said, I have, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave masters. And I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians. And to bring them up out of the land into the good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of Canaanite, Hivite, Amorite, Hittite, underline that Hittite and all, Hittite, Amorite, Perizzite, Jebusite, because you will need it when we look at Exodus 23, verse 20, the angel that, that took that for them. See, and, and now they cry. And now, I love this. It says, The cry of Israel has reached me. And I have, I, have se I have seen the way or the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now, I, 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 so now, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Come on, let me help you know something here. Is it not so Moses God sent? Yes? God said, I have come, but you are the one that will go. That is how God sent us ministers to you. Okay? But if you look at a true minister of God that God sent, the only thing that we do is we God sent to deliver you. But who delivers you? It is God himself, not us. It is God. We are the one who pray for the sick to be healed. We command them to be healed. But who is the healer? It is Jesus, God himself, who heals them. But it is man that he sends. You remember I told you. God needs a man who will seek his bidding, who will declare his word, and who will declare his will. So that God can achieve what he wants to achieve. I told you this. Listen to me. So therefore, he said, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people to Israel. 
out of Egypt. I love this, I love this, I love this, I love this. But when God said, I have now come, you expect God to go by himself now. No, he has to send somebody. The Bible says, by prophet, God led Egypt out, Israel out of Egypt. By prophet, they entered Canaan. The first prophet was Moses, the second prophet was Joshua. Alright? But you see how God pose, put those things in place. Your prophet that he has sent, the angel and the Holy Spirit. Both the angel and the prophet or the messenger of God, human messenger. Both of them are controlled by the Holy Spirit. Alright? That's the reason why anybody who attends a church, if your man, set man, cannot hear God, you are a dead man, man. I will never go to a church where the person who is in charge cannot hear God. What will I, what am I going to do there? Because it has to do with your destiny. God sent them to lead you to destiny. But what those who are sent by God to uh, do is that they show you the way of God. That's what they do. And they speak into your life so that angels can act upon their words. They bless you so that angels can manifest the blessing. And that is what leads you into destiny. Look at what he says. Out of the land of Egypt and to bring them up to the land of Canaan, the president and stuff like that. So, verse 10, now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people Israel, Israel out of Egypt. I don't want to talk about all the argument of Moses because, you know, a good number of us to argue. I didn't argue, but I asked questions from God when he sent me. I don't want to be poor. <laughs> because all the ministers I saw before my time, they were, many of them died of poverty. And the church people, they really, they really dealt badly with them. Just like Jeremiah. The pastors I saw who labor with the whole of their life, they never owned land in their life. They never bought houses. And churches maltreated them, Pentecostal churches. Really, their children, the churches persecuted the children after the father has gone. They have no pension plan for the father. They, and this is the man who God uses to bless them and he happened to give them vision, prophecy. Those things will happen. They went to England, became great and became mighty. But the children of those fathers, those people who did it, they, they mistreated them. Even some of them don't want to see those children. You understand me? So when the Lord called me, I said, I don't want to do it. I want to be a millionaire through land surveying and mapping sciences and construction science. Those are the areas my head is hot at the time. And so the Lord told me that you will not be poor. Preaching the gospel is not a means to make money. But if you follow me, I will take care of you, he said. And he said to me, you will not depend on man for your life. And that's the reason why I cannot but just follow him. I cannot. And it brought me to a place where by when I have, I didn't know. When I didn't have, I didn't know. And he did the same thing to my wife. So we have the prayer that we are down the valley and we have the prayer that we are up on the mountain. Because we just love it. And when we are down the valley, nothing matters to us. Shoes, clothes, doesn't matter to us. So, what I'm saying to you is this. You must recognize that there is a messenger of God, a human being, that God will assign over you. And you must treat him, treat his family, treat his seed appropriately. Because of the hand of God. And your destiny is in his lips. What he speaks over you, angels act. But he, who is that, must stand before the counsel of God. He must stand. If you are a minister, for the sake of the people, the life of members God has brought under you, you must spend time with God. You must hear 
I had an encounter this morning when I was praying for all of you yesterday night that angel will appear to you. I was telling my son. An angel appeared to me this morning. This morning. And this, <clears throat> this type of angel in my entire life, I've never seen an angel like that. That angel is about nine foot. Big. His eyes are different from human eyes. I've seen angels that look like human in their eyes. The eyes of this one is different from the angels I've been seeing ever in my life. Only one I saw in heaven. I haven't seen this. As I, God spoke to me yesterday that you will have encounter. As you have to believe to see. I also have to believe. And I prayed till I slept. I prayed and asked God that you will not go and send angels to people and I don't see anything in my own dream. And I prayed till I just fell asleep and I got it. And that's the principle. It's the principle. Now let me help you. We're almost finishing now. So, God sent Moses. Okay. Forget about all the arguments. Let's look at God fulfill his promise. Mm -hmm. Exodus chapter 12, verse 40 to 42. Now the length of time the Israelite prepared, his Israelite people lived in Egypt was 430 years. Remember God told Abraham there will be 400 years in Genesis chapter 5 verse 13, isn't it? But they had, they, they, they had their 30 years. Hallelujah. If you go and read, the Bible says that it's one four and thirtieth year generation. Before the time they were grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. Until when it's four hundred and thirtieth year, they now cry to God. <laughs> your grumble, God will not answer. For your cry, God will answer. How would you get that? Grumble is God, why me? Why me? Look at all my mates. God don't answer to things like that because if you are telling God, look at my mates, why me? If you are telling God that God doesn't know what he's doing. If God opened your eyes to see the future he has for you, you would not have asked him. You would have said that, I love this cause. I'm taking love. I know that my future is great. You know? But when you cry to God, God hears. So they cried. At that, at the end of 430 years, the, the, to, to the very day, all uh, Lord, the Lord's division left Egypt. Because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt, on this night, all Israel are to keep night vigil. Warriors of the night, warriors of the night, warriors of the night, warriors of the night, warriors of the night. <laughs> to honor the Lord for the generations to come. Are we together now? That's where warriors of the night came out. In Luke Exodus chapter 12, verse 12, you will see that God kept vigil. Now, let me now see. Haven't God kept the vigil on the night that they are going to be living? Because God promised and God brought it to be. All the stories about that. It's not what we're looking because we're looking at how God uses angels to fulfill destiny. And remember, when there, in chapter 3 of Exodus, the angel that appeared to him was in fire. It was the flame of fire. And then God spoke to him, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, and God promised that I'll give you the land of the Hittites, Jebusites, Ebrezites, and all the Amalekites, and Jebusites, and Hivites, and Perizzites, and Ammonites, and Hittites, and Canaanites. So now, they are about to go and fulfill it. So when God let them out, Pharaoh said he would not let them go. Look at what happened in chapter 13, verse 17. It says when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not let lead them out uh, on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. You know that before Pharaoh let them go, God performed several wonders unto the killing of the firstborn, then before they let them go. Okay. So, when Pharaoh let them go, God did not lead them through the road, through the, the Palestinian country, though it was shorter. Always remember, there is no shortcut with God. You will go through the full course God ordained for your path. No shortcut. For God said, if they face war, 
they might change their mind and return to Egypt. Verse 18 says, So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went out of Egypt armed for battle. But it's very strange. If they are armed for battle, why did God then not let them go to the shortcut? Because God said they would face battle. You know why? These people are armed, but they have never fought one before. They don't know how to use the arm. <laughs> and the Philistines are fighters. And by, by the way, to overcome Philistines is easy. But God wanted to do a miracle that will be a landslide forever. That is what your problem will end up into. Whatever yeah. circumstance that is hindering your life, it will end up into God's dynamic wonder. A wonder by which you will be defined by, by people. That he is God or how God did this. Because God led them to dead end. Dead end. That's why God led them to. So don't be afraid of where you are going. Just be concerned with your relationship with your God. Alright? So therefore, after God now kept vigil and led them through into dead end. He says, so God led the people around the desert, verse 18, towards, uh, uh, road, towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up and for battle. Look at verse 21. By day, look at this, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of what? Cloud. That is the Lord God himself. To guide them on their way. What about night? The angel of the Lord encamped around those who were fear them. By pillar, by night, in a pillar of fire to those to give them life. You remember the angel that appeared to him in the burning bush in chapter 3. That angel appeared as fire and then the Lord spoke. And the Lord said, I am going with you. So you can see here that God promised he would go, but God did not show up. And the angel was there after appearance to them. They didn't show up. Everything that happened to, to them in Egypt, they are the works of the angel and God himself. God gave instruction angel, make it happen. Every plague that they had they, that came, God gave instruction angel, make it happen. Because we have read that too, that God said to, to, uh, to, to, uh, Pharaoh, uh, to Abraham, he will judge the nation. So all the judgment is brought about by angel. And you have looked at stories of people like uh, uh, Hezekiah and Zinacherub when the angel of the Lord went to the, into the battle and destroyed all stuff. You have looked at the book of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter, chapter 7 when the angels went and the chariots drove the enemies away. And you have read other, other books where the angel of God went to fight in the book of Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 with Jehoshaphat. However, you can see here the pillar of cloud who is God himself, and the pillar of fire, who, who was the angel that appeared to him. So, they could travel by day or by night. I say to you, night will not hinder your journey. Day will enhance your journey. Your night will be like day. Everything God had given, both by day, by night, God's light will shine upon your life. This is the destiny of everyone who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You need to know, Christianity is exciting, man. We only need to make up our mind that we will not give devil a chance anymore. We will serve God fully. If I achieve just that for Christ, Mr. Banaku, I am fulfilled. There is so much excitement in God. In day and night, they were working and they never get tired. Listen to me. But you see, angel and the Lord himself. They could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day now the pillar of fire by night left its place. But one day, the pillar of fire left its place. One day, let us see. In Exodus 14, 19, 
Before Exodus 14, 19, when Pharaoh saw that they have gone, and God said to him, Moses, I will make Pharaoh pursue you because I want to destroy him. It is an angel of the Lord God sent to Pharaoh to go and make him think the third. Now, why did you let them go? Pursue them. You remember when the king was to be destroyed and an, a, a spirit appeared before God, an angel, and said, I will go and put light spirit in his mouth. It is the angel of the Lord God sent to, to, to move Pharaoh. So Pharaoh pursued them. When Pharaoh pursued them in verse 19, in verse, verse 19 of chapter 14, they have got close. They were chasing towards Israel. Israel have got to the Red Sea. No more way. Left and right, it's mountain. The front is sea. We have to go nowhere. And then the Pharaoh chariot were charging, coming around, coming when they almost got close. Look at what happened. Verse 19. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in the front of Israel's army. You see now, he didn't call him pillar of fire anymore. You remember that in verse 12, he said, By day the Lord went ahead of them, pillar of cloud, and by night in pillar of fire. And we know that the pillar of fire itself is angel. However, in verse 19, he really now categorically called him angel. The angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved. So from here you can see that the Lord is the pillar of cloud and the angel was the pillar of fire. Okay? The, the angel in front. And this is the, the story that tells us that it was in the night. Because that angel is in front by night and the pillar of cloud is in front by day. So when that happened, that it is night, angel of God that was fire, uh, the, uh, uh, fire before them, he moved to the back. That's what the Bible is saying. And the, to join the pillar of cloud. So it means that the pillar of cloud, you know, and the pillar of fire, they both left the front and went behind. <clears throat> it says, verse 20, coming between the army of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to Egypt. So the cloud stood in front of the enemy. And the angel was by the children of God, leading them because it's his job. But the cloud stopped the powers of the enemy. That is the Lord Almighty himself. He will stop the powers of Satan over your life. He will stop the powers of the enemy over your life. And he will empower his angel so that he will shine light to your ways and you keep moving. Nothing will hinder you after this conference. Nothing. You can see that the work to reach destiny, God has allocated it to angel. But when hindrance come, God himself came to battle and stopped the enemy so that the angel can do his job. His job is to lead them to the to destiny. And so, if you look at the apple, coming between the army, through the night, the cloud, of, uh, the cloud, the cloud brought darkness to, to, to one side, which is the enemy, and light to the other side. So, neither, ni so neither went, uh, it says, and light to the other side, uh, uh, so neither went near the other all through the night, so that the enemy could not reach God's people. Now, let me now say this to you. Look at chapter 23, and that's why we're going to stop and pray. No wonder, in chapter 23, verse 20, he said to them, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guide you in the way, in all your way, along your way. That is the pillar of fire. And bring you to the place I have prepared. That is the pillar of fire. That is the angel that appeared in fire in chapter 3 of Exodus. 
It is his job to take you to destiny. The angel that God has ordained for your destiny. It is his duty to take you and I to the destiny that God has ordained. He receives command from the Holy Spirit, who is God himself, who stands as cloud in glory. To hinder and paralyze our opposition. As long as he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, you will abide in the shadow. If you don't run helter skelter looking for help, and you remain in the Lord, the God of Abraham, let me tell you, no power can overrun you. No power can hinder you. And this is the scriptures. He says now, to you and I, that angel has a duty to prepare the way. What did he say to you? Pay attention to him. Listen to what he says. That angel will speak to you in your mind. He will speak to you in your dream. He can appear to you physically and speak to you like he did in Acts chapter, chapter 10 to Cornelius. He can give you trust in the same Acts chapter 10 to, from verse 12 to, to what he did to Peter. He can stop with you like in Acts chapter, chapter 8 verse 25 and speak as he spoke to Philip. These are the things available to us. We have so much great things in the church of God that for us to be looking for all this petty rubbish that does not matter. Come on, let me say something to you. These things are not written for story. They are happening right now with some of you. Across the globe, some of us are encountering them. And you can join in. It's your mindset. Look at what he says here. If you know your destiny, how, how if an angel that God has sent for your destiny is so close to you that he speaks to you, do you think you make wrong decisions in life? You cannot make wrong decisions, my friend. An angel appeared to me. You know, in the field of law, I have so many plans in my head. Not just law, but education generally. That now that I'm old, that my brain wake up, I want to read everything. Are you with me now? But on my dream, an angel appeared to me and told me a specific area of law. And he said to me that go and concentrate on that area of law. He says they will need it in the world. Are you with me? Now, recently when we were praying in the month of May and, and June, I was praying because I wanted to pursue my PhD. And then during the week, the Holy Spirit spoke to me distinct. That what, before you do your PhD, do this first. I apply and I got the admission instantly. Within 48 hours, I got unconditional offer to do what he told me. You know something? I'm saying this to you. Your journey of life will be easy. When I was in the school of surveying, the Jesus will appear to me. Of course, he's a holy angel. And he will reveal question paper to me. Word for word, letter for letter. I get to the class. It's the same thing. My friend, Pius Atubi, that I have told you all these years, that I, I wrote the question for him I, and I wrote the answers for him. Because he didn't do it once. God was doing it during that exam. Every day, every day, every day. We met that pastor to be this year at Worry. We now met him. And mommy was with me. And he was telling mommy all about me that, thank God, he is now an evangelist. I can tell you, I've never told this before. Pastor Tubi is now an evangelist of the Lord Jesus Christ. In, in uh, you know, a church of, church of Christ mission. A church of God mission. In, in, uh, in, I, I pray God to help me bring him here one day. When all your lockdown is over. God is good, my friend. He is faithful. He never lies. Because it says, pay attention to the angel. Listen to what he says. Which means you can hear the angel, but you must listen. Do not rebel against him. How do you rebel against the angel? When you disobey the instruction. And you know angels don't talk their own. They give you the business of God. When you turn against what God is saying, and you leave the path of righteousness, and you are going to fight useless battle. 
You are drawing battles like against human beings. When the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, your own Bible says we wrestle with my mother-in-law, we wrestle with my father-in-law, we wrestle with my uncle, we wrestle with my brother, we wrestle with everybody around you. They have caught a bit of your fight. Is that what God told you? That's why you can see. All that you stop in the house of God, what you seek is what you get. And if you seek Him, He will make life easy for you. The Bible says for the angel, you can hear him. Pay attention and you will hear him. Pay attention, you will hear him. Listen to what he says. Don't rebel. Don't disobey. Then he says, he will not forgive your rebellion. That is, if you walk away from where angel is leading you, angel will not follow you. He will remain where God said to him to, to be. On the path of God will remain. He will not forgive. He will never come to you to be begging you. Angels don't do that. I've never seen an angel appear to me and say, I beg you, son of man. Beg for what? They will not. Forgive your rebellion? They will not. They will not. They only tell you what God says. When you suffer and you come back, they will say, okay, as I was saying, <laughs> let's go. You will not be among those who will waste your time in life. You will not be among those who will rebel against the voice of God through the angels. You will not be among the one who will choose to go and suffer and come back after many years is wasted by the devil. It will not be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. There is a way that seems right to man the end of his destruction. That way will not captivate you in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. All the tra trap of Satan is sent out. Human beings that counterfeit people who look like angels of life, but they are workers of iniquity. May God destroy their power around you. Mm -hmm. When they come to you, may God give you discernment to know. Look at, he will forgive. He will not forgive your rebellion. Then he says, since my name is in him, that's why he will not forgive your rebellion. Now look at verse 22, which is the last one. If you listen carefully to what the angel says and do what I say, the Lord himself is the Holy Spirit, who is the cloud. The angel of the Lord is the fire. You must listen to the angel. You must listen to God, the Holy Spirit. He said, if you, if you, if you condition to possess your possession, condition to reach your destiny, there must be a collaboration between you, the angel that God has sent, the angel of destiny, and the Holy Spirit, who is the commander of the host of the of, of heaven. He says, if you, if you, if you, look at it. If you listen carefully to what he says, that is the angel, and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. So you understand that when we are praying against enemy, it can only happen when that person listens to the angel and then obey what God has said. The weapon of your warfare is not carnal. Do not let prophet who tell you that the father-in-law is the one doing you, your mother-in-law is the one doing you. Forget anybody can do you, but you love everyone with all your heart. Overlook their errors. I we together now. And he says it so clearly. If you fulfill this condition, I will be an enemy to all your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. I love this. Then say, my angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of who? Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, and Jebusite, and I will wipe them out. And that is why I said to you, don't forget that he promised them in verse 20, in verse 8 of chapter 3 of Exodus, that I will bring you to the land of the Canaanite, Hittite, Amorite, Perizzite, Hivite, and Jebusite. And in that chapter 23, verse 23, it tells you that it is by angel you will enter the place. This is where we are going to stop today. The angel of destiny. You know what you want to pray? You will pray with me. Lord, open my eyes. Open my, give me a listening ear. Because the Bible says pay attention. 
Give me a heart that is not uh, that does not wander here and there. A heart that will pay attention. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. A heart that will pay attention to your angel. Lord, give it to me. He says you must pay attention to him and listen to what he says. A heart that can hear the voice of your angels. Lord, give it to me. Ear that can hear the voice of angels. Give it to me. Eyes that can see angels. Give it to me. He says that do not rebel against him. Tell the Lord, help my heart not to rebel against the angel you have sent to me. Lord, help me not to, 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 to rebel against the angel. Ma, Lord, I pray thee. He says, if you listen carefully to what he says and do what he says. Help me to do what your angel is saying. Help me to do all that your angel says. Give me a hearing, a listening mind, a hearing heart. Hear that we never be obstinate. Help me, Lord, to listen to the voice of your angel. Help me to listen to the voice of your angel. Help me to listen to the voice of your angel. Help me to listen to the voice of your angel. Help me to hear what they are saying. Help me to do what they are saying. Help me not to rebel against you. Help me, O God, to hearken to your voice. He says that if you listen carefully to what they say and do all that I say, tell God, help me to do all what you have said. Help me, O God, my time on earth is so short. Lord, help me. I want to enjoy the benefits of this angel. Help me, Lord. 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 Open my ears. Open my eyes. Open my ears. Open my eyes. Open my ears. Open my eyes. Now you are praying. You know that the angel, you have the physical angel who is the minister God at face over you. And you have the spiritual angel who is the spirit that you have not seen. Tell the Lord, give me hearing. Whatever your angel said to me, help me to obey. Help me to obey. Help me to obey. Help me to follow the voice that speaks through them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help me to have faith in the word that they speak. In the name of Jesus. Help me to run with the vision that you have given. In the name of Jesus. Help me to be obedient. That I will not be distracted by here and there. Give me a discerning heart. Oh Lord my God, we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Let me say this to you. Remember I told you there are three people involved in your destiny. One, Moses. Who is your Moses? Two, the spiritual angel of God. And three, the Holy Spirit himself. And if you look at what he is saying here, when he says that, pay attention to the angel and listen to what he says. It's applicable to the his visible angel and also to the visible one. Because if you look at the book of Revelation chapter 2, it says to the angel of the Lord at Ephesians. And he began to give instruction, which the word angel there is applicable to messenger. But you understand the fact that those who refused to follow Moses, they died in the desert, in the wilderness. You must listen to the voice of your Moses and you must pay attention to the voice of the angel which is spiritual. You must pay attention to the voice of your Moses, whoever God has assigned over you as your leader, spiritual leader. Then you must listen to your spiritual leader and you must listen to the voice of the angel. You must hear God through them. I'm saying that anything they say, all right, you can discern whether it's God or not. If it is God, it will be in line with the written word. 
And if you think they say something that is not in line with the word, go to them personally and say to them that I don't understand it because this is what the Bible says, sir. Ma, they will not kill you for it. You may not understand what they have said, of course, sometimes. A question will give you clarity. You understand? But anyone that is in position of your shepherd of Moses, God has put destiny in his mouth so that he will guide you by instructing godly instruction. He will bless you and the angel, the spiritual will implement it. But if you walk in rebellion against your leader, when he blesses, angels cannot do it. it will, the angel will, will, will separate those who rebel against the word of the messenger and it will not affect the, affect the blessing on them. That's the reason why you must pay attention. You must not go here and there looking for fake people all over the whole place or shortcut anywhere. You must know that the cause that God has set before you, that is the only cause God will defend. If you get out of that cause, God is not there. And one, if you, anyone who gets out of the cause of God, they languish for nothing. When you were young, you need a parent who will just hold your hand to help you to walk. And when you are older, you can walk. Your parents remain as the data bank of knowledge to counsel you till they depart. So is your spiritual oversight. God has given instruction into our spirit to lead you to the destiny that heaven has ordained for you. And when we stand before God and pray concerning you, if your heart is not in unity with us, God cannot hear the prayer over you. He will hear it over others, but he will isolate you. Because God said, I will not forgive rebellion of any side, whether young or old or heavy, God will not. It does not matter how many tongues you speak. You must understand the principle. You remember I read it to you from the book of John when we started that. Jesus says that if you, yeah, 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 John 7, 38, that, that, you know, if you, if you, if you re- believe me according to the scripture, what the scripture has said. So, this is what the scripture has said about the messengers of heaven. You know, many people have gone into trouble in life because they rebel against the spiritual oversight that God placed over them. If you are not, if you are not happy, I'm talking to people who are not the CFT now. If you are not happy with the person you are, instead of using your mouth to, 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 to afflict yourself by talking against them and then get into trouble with the spiritual, why don't you pack your load and get out from there? If you know how to do it better, God will have assigned you to go and do it. Mm. It doesn't happen in Christ's tabernacle. Yes, because the people of this house, they follow the leadership. And I say that to your credit too. But I'm saying this because people are watching me all over the whole world. Run with the vision the set man and the set woman of the house give to you. In the amount is your destiny. You make your life easy. When you, when you, are, you, you obey them and out of their heart they speak blessing over you, it is impossible for it not to happen. It doesn't matter how many people curse you. It does not matter. And anyone who God has sent like that never opened their mouth to curse any mankind. They never, because the spirit of the Most High, like Moses, was upon them. That's why the word of Moses didn't fall to the ground. Look at all the affliction Moses went through, all the rejection he went through. Did he curse anybody? Even he begged God for those who are, who are rebellious to him. I would get now. So I'm going to stop here. You have full understanding about the angel of destiny. And when we leave this place tonight, please continue to pray that prayer. You will see that Exodus 23, verse 20 to 23 is a power prayer for you. That Lord, help me to pay attention. Correct my mind. Everything disturbing my mind, take it out of me. Garbage, Lord, take it out of me. Help me to listen. Because it is in listening and paying attention that you can obey the voice of God and your life can become so easy 
to reach you, the high God is sending you. The Lord will bless and strengthen you. He will empower you, will embrace you. And all these distractions came from hell. Satan will not prevail over you. God will defeat the devil. The God of peace will cross Satan's head under your feet. As God has ordained, your life will be. Together with your family, together with your home and your offspring. So shall it be. And so it is. In Jesus' anointed name, we have declared. Amen and amen. Those of you who have joined us on the on the um, um, YouTube, thank you so much for joining us throughout this convention. And may the Lord continue to strengthen you. We'll be moving out of our YouTube now. God bless you.